0: Good morning, marketers, and welcome to the If You Market podcast, brought to you by Mountaintop Data and Joto PR. We are the only podcast that markets the shit out of it. I'm Sky Cassidy, and today we'll be talking with international lifestyle consultant, Emily Believ Braun, about your new freedom of movement, basically, and what that means and the ability to take your job anywhere for so many of us now, or so many of you now. Uh, Emily was born in Soviet Moldova, lives in Toronto now, has a business located in Mexico. Emily, can you tell us a little bit about your company, I guess? I want to jump because it's so close to the topic, straight into you talking about your company, yourself, and your journey to this, from Soviet Moldova Mm -hmm. to Toronto and advising people, helping people relocate uh, all around the world.
1: Uh, hello, I'm uh, Emily Bilayev. Bron. Yes, I was born years ago in Moldova. I lived in what is now uh, independent uh, Republic of Ukraine. I lived a little bit in Russia. I lived for years in Israel. And for 24 years, I'm already located uh, in uh, Toronto, Canada. And uh, changing the several uh, professions over my lifespan, uh, currently, I'm developing my last uh, uh, project, which I'm very excited to share with you. I'm owner of International Lifestyle Consulting Company, which is helping people to find the destination, uh, create personal plan and customize solution for the best place for life, work and retirement overseas based on the customer budget, personal preferences, desired lifestyle and connecting with reliable local professionals abroad so my company uh, is um, the services are available for personal uh, relocation advices as well for uh, companies who are looking to expand their reach uh, about remote works remote works location so i can advise on different topics in this direction
0: so you're basically um, saying we've got people, we've got listeners who are in a job and let's go with your location there. They're, they're living in Toronto. They've, they're, they're working there. They've been working home for the last year, maybe. They're on lockdown and they're thinking, wait a second, once this lockdown lifts, I can go from where Sky's at right now in this dumpster fire of an office to where Emily's at on some tropical paradise, I'd much rather live there than than in Toronto, or maybe just half the year I'll go there and then half the year I'll go somewhere else. That basically a lot of people now have this freedom of movement as soon as we're actually allowed to move because so many of us suddenly aren't tied location-wise to our job. Like suddenly you don't have to come into the office every day. Like COVID has given us this huge leap forward in companies allowing people to work remotely. And what they realized, you know, how it can work so well working remotely. And now you don't have to work in, you know, you don't have to live in in the suburbs of Detroit or in Toronto or in Los Angeles in some terrible place or in some expensive place. Or now you, for many people, suddenly you can take your job anywhere you want around the country, internationally. And that's basically what your company does, right? Is help people move, not in a digital nomad style, but in kind of a, a more permanent or semi-permanent move.
1: What I'm offering, the lifestyle options, might be full-time, part-time, or actually preparation for your new adventure. And by the way, personally, what I'm doing now uh, and after sitting, uh, spending time at home uh, confined in, in, in Canada, I'm developing my uh, online business, my online presence, the business that I can take with me to many destinations that I might find myself based on circumstances interested to be in actually uh, answering your question uh, there are uh, some professional fields which already are working, you know, remote uh, mode for years, like marketers,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, different uh, different type of software engineering work online, and we know about uh, outsourcing, offshoring, uh, say for for India. But now we we, we can entertain different lifestyle based on our professions and by the right. way what I'm saying if you don't have yet um, uh, the professions that you can take with you or your online company or presence uh, my first advice would be start to think in this direction uh, build something uh, I understand it, it's not uh, probably for industrial workers right uh, but there is more and more professions uh, or people who change their professions actually, live new lifestyle which now we have. You always more.
0: change your job too like you work in an industrial factory you can say hey what jobs allow remote working and maybe i'm not going to be in this factory anymore i'm just going to go to somewhere tropical and start over it's um, what
1: i did <laughs> like okay i was it professional working but mostly in in offices i was engineer like but now I decided there is my time to live differently. I've had my travel company, which I turn out to be uh, now independent. You know, international lifestyle consulting. So we have a lot of topics we can, you know, develop in this direction. And uh, starting even from mindset, uh, how to prepare yourself and what you need to do. Uh, it's it's uh, it's very interesting and our time and our. After COVID life, I would say, uh, I believe, might open even more opportunities uh, on a personal level for people uh, to live in places of their dream or to relocate under different circumstances, cost of living, you know, political changes in the country, economical changes. Uh, somebody will look just for different uh, scenery and the climate. Climate might be important as well.
0: Right. And some people just want to get away from the town. They've been locked down in for so long, Um, whether from COVID or pre COVID, they just, you know, you're in, you're in a town, you're fixed there. It doesn't feel like um, you can just pick up and move anywhere. And we always saw those people that, Oh, they just put all their stuff in a car and drove somewhere else and put down. Well, now you can actually be a, a little better planned when you go there, but I don't know. So many of us have this easy rider, we can just go across the country and and I keep saying us but it's not me I'm tied down a little bit family wise but so many people now their jobs will allow them so many marketers um so many you mentioned IT people a lot of IT work would be sent overseas and outsourced but now you know, you, we may have people in Silicon Valley who are like wanting to outsource themselves. And they're like, wait a second, why don't I go live in India? Why don't I go live in some other country, wherever I want to go? Lower cost of living. I don't need to be in the San Francisco Bay Area paying a fortune, having, you know, not liking where I live, living in a tiny apartment. I'm going to go somewhere nice and do my same job because now, silver lining of COVID, this remote work thing is being, I mean, all it really is, is it's being accepted. Like managers, we had an episode on a couple of years ago and the the lady uh, on that episode was a remote work specialist. And she was saying the biggest obstacle is managers accepting it. Once we force them, once we get them to try it, they say, oh, there's no problem with this. Many A lot more of our employees could do this. It's a better quality of life. You know, Cut down the commute. Forget about all that stuff. All of a sudden, everybody was forced to accept remote work. And now we're in this different world. And I on this episode, I want to get to a lot of things companies they're hiring, how this affects that political stuff. Um, But I think maybe we'll do those things in the second half. Let's stick here with kind of getting this mindset into people's heads of how this works and what the options are, that kind of thing. Um, Are there, I mean, what are the critical things people need to consider when thinking about like, okay, I can just get up and move, but where am I going to go? And um, you know, what's the situation like there? I imagine there's healthcare, there's infrastructure, all but the politics. Um, can you can you go over some of the most important things?
1: Certainly, certainly. And actually, that's why I created my consulting company and I'm working daily. Uh, I was collecting information, researching for years, before for myself, and my friends, and now I'm doing kind of you know for large uh, public, with understanding that every situation is different, and we all have uh, our like professional family uh, budget and lifestyle desires and needs, uh, that's why I am offering currently one-on-one consultation to help you guys at first to filter out what are the options in your particular case. So what I did, I created a Know Yourself questionnaire which can be uploaded from a consultation page on my website. And actually to have some time to, if you have partner, by the way, spouse, it's very important to do it together because answers might be different. And it's better to knock it down, by the way, in advance.
0: If you want to keep your partner or spouse, because if you do this without them, you you may not have a partner or spouse anymore.
1: (laughs) Because I know, you know, what might uh, what might happen. It's work. But when you in in advance get to agreement, you know, and you know what you're looking for and uh, you send me the answers on the first consultation. And sometimes if it's a couple uh, with both of you, uh, we're going together, you know, to knock down maybe some specifics. And based on it, I we, we set a base for... You know personal plan what you need to consider. Like, I have already an idea what countries might work for you based on your particular situation and even current location where you now, for example, Sky for you. Uh, as far as I know, you are in California now,
0: Los so Angeles. You,
1: yeah, uh, yes, for you as American, by the way, uh, there is a, go- a big advantage is, uh, to spend the uh, time in Mexico. First of all, you don't need any immigration uh, papers. As American and Canadian, you can spend up to six months as a tourist. You can load your truck and move through the border and uh, actually free to go. And Mexico is the biggest uh, number one country for Americans and Canadians living abroad. So from nine million of Americans who are already living abroad, I mean, officially, officially on permanent base, number one, it's Mexico. And uh, but even Mexico, it's a big country with different climate zone, different states, I mean, Mexican states of different, you know, economical development, uh, climate, and uh, uh, so for you, probably, I would advise uh, to go after, I need to review it after the questionnaire, um, Playa del Carmen in Riviera Maya, it's where a lot of Americans, Canadians, and Europeans, digital nomad already hanging out for years, there are a lot of Uh, co-working, co-living places there. There's a lot of families here from United States as well. By the way, they have even international schools in English because, you know, the market is uh, already in demand and Mexico offering several um, different hubs uh, for digital nomads, for expats. I mean, baby boomers, it all depends on uh, the situation.
0: So you mentioned co-working spaces and I'm thinking... A couple of things. When you say in Mexico, one of the first things I think is security. Like, okay, where are the areas where it's safe to go? Um, but then also co-working. There are these co-working spaces before COVID, but I imagine it's going to be a lot more popular now. So in people's minds, they think, oh, I can move somewhere else and I'll work from home just like I am now. But they don't necessarily have to. There can be these co-working spaces are like offices, but instead of having all the employees from your company, they're just random employees from all different companies that are all working remotely in a co-working space. So maybe you work remotely from home a couple of days a week, and maybe you go into, if the place has these co-working spaces that you know are sure to have quality internet access and facilities and interaction with other human beings while at work type of stuff. Um, that seems like that would be key to a lot of people, that they would want to be near one of these, these sort of places.
1: You know, it's very important, by the way, and co-working place is still important, even you might have wonderful, you know, internet connection at your home, because sometimes you need to have meeting, you know, and they have meeting rooms and actually maybe live meeting. It's what I know of. You don't need to have office. Once in a while, you're renting this facility for hour or two. I know it because my friends, my Mexican friends, what they do. And I'm connected with several startups in, uh, in Mexico. It's one of my projects, like working here and there, having homes, they're going to uh, co-working place. There's other aspect, uh, maybe not for you, but uh, many digital nomads, they feel lonely. So for them- I was going
0: the social part, like really- Social
1: part. It's either the social, you're
0: going to work from home all day, and become yeah. a raging alcoholic because as soon as you're done with your work day you need people and you go to the local bar every day or maybe you know the co-working space can get a little bit of that fix for you without having to uh, drown yourself in alcohol every day
1: it's about mindset a little bit but yes it's accountability partner you might have or just you know to discuss different ideas maybe brainstorm some i i know again you know, the, the amount of uh, startups even happening and growing now in uh, Playa del Carmen in this region, I just happen to know this region better personally, because I have my apartment already and i am visited several times. Uh, there's a lot of people who like this lifestyle and opportunity to meet other uh, entrepreneurs and digital nomads from all countries of the world.
0: Yeah, Playa- the social part is huge, like working from home is nice, but how do you get that human interaction? Yeah, but
1: all the combination, you can work from beach, you know, for some time, you can work from home, but when you need office, when you need meeting, when you need to meet other professionals and maybe, you know, brainstorm some ideas or maybe get new company going on, you know, with your new co-workers. So by the way, people like these places and they even uh, prefer to live close to co-working places. It's, you know a lot of new things uh, popping up and you know making different sense recently.
0: I think Starbucks might want to open some co-working, Starbucks-themed co-working places. People are already bringing their laptop and co-working in Starbucks. Just make it official and make them rent out a room. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and, and I know that a lot of cafes in Playa del Carmen full of digital nomads working some time. Everyone has his kind of desk. But it's, it's very interesting in New Paradigm. The same it's happened in Europe. Like there are known hubs for digital nomads in Portugal, in Bulgaria, in Asia, Chiang Mai. But every situation is different uh, based on where you located now. What are your goals? What your family situation?
0: You have a questionnaire. Is one of the things on that questionnaire whether or not you need a Starbucks and a Burger King or McDonald's or like food food needs because I imagine some people you know I, I lived in a very small rural town my wife hated going and traveling there for holidays and then they opened up a they had a coffee shop that wasn't Starbucks but it was close enough and suddenly she was like oh this is so much better I can tolerate it now I'm sure some people would say like what are my options where I can find it this is now a commercial for Starbucks <laughs> where you know, I can find a Starbucks
1: speaking about Starbucks they completely okay because you can find Starbucks in every place and whole on the world, mm-hmm. at least in, the, in Playa del Carmen in, in Europe. Uh, but uh, speaking about like American food, one of the questions I have on my questionnaire, it's actually if you need to have access to your food you like or used right. to. Like for Americans, it might be this kind for me, by the way. I'm not for American diet till now. I'm I have different diet, you know, preferences. Uh, I I have even this kind of question: how often you you prefer to see American uh, uh, football? How often you? (laughs) By the way, it it it's part of your well being. That's good. Yeah. For many. it's important like for me it's important to go to museum so i have a question what do you prefer to do to go to museum and spend time uh, you know in the woods uh in the forest and right. it's all. Cool. everyone has his uh, you know priorities uh, right
0: you like skiing you like mountain biking you like hiking you like that, surfing like and i imagine I, just to your left people can't see it and they think you're just in this remote island there's a starbucks just to her left so don't worry they're everywhere
1: it might be Starbucks, it might be local, you know, Indian food for people, you know, from Indian community. Some people prefer, I prefer European food and it's okay if I can find, I can live without it. But for some people it's super important or maybe even health, you know, the health related on uh, kind of food. So I'm trying to, uh, to make, there's no ideal places. And that's why priority should be given as well. And I'm saying in advance, on what you can kind of compromise your well-being, Mm. what is more important for you. And by the way, one of the questions I have on my questionnaire, what view you prefer to have? Uh, Beach, mountain, uh, crowded, uh, you know, city center, and some people like it, including me, Uh, or maybe countryside, or maybe uh, isolated island. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm trying to consider many, uh, many options, uh, which person might benefit.
0: That's fantastic. I imagine most people, if you ask, where's your ideal place to live, if you could live anywhere, the vast majority of people would not say where they are now. Like there's things that they really don't like about where they are and there's somewhere else they would rather be. And I guess the whole point of this episode is you can probably be there now. Like there's a lot of options and and all of a sudden this whole world is opened up to us and you just have to go and, and start looking and to be a little bit of, um, pitching a little bit here go to emily's site what is it uh emilybraun.com we'll have it in the show notes and there's a lot more show to to come i'm just jumping this because it comes to mind like go to the site and take that questionnaire and and just start the interaction to see oh here's here's my options here's the type of thing i, I can do there's this whole new world opened up one silver lining of covid now so many of us can move anywhere we want can just can travel around, can can pick up and set down in some other place and work remotely and have have the life you really want to have. Um, and it's just, I mean, the repercussions, I believe that this is going to just ripple everywhere. One of the reasons I was so excited to have you on, Emily, um, this is the biggest change we've probably seen in human freedom since, you know, 1989, maybe, since the wall coming down, suddenly the percentage of people who are free, unchained from their job that was really holding them down, even if you loved your job geographically. And now things are wide open for so many people, not for everybody still, Hey, you work as a plumber. Now you can work as a plumber somewhere else. You work in a manufacturing plant. Now you can get a different job. There's a lot of jobs out there. And that whole market is going to go crazy. I think like there's just, I don't know. We'll talk about that in the second half, but the hiring and companies and the balance of power now and the shift that's going to have when people can pick up and go anywhere and get hired from anywhere. We saw a little bit of this with the ability to outsource, but now you can hire locally and still outsource that kind of, you can, um, you know, it's just tearing down all these boundaries and I don't think anybody's quite ready for it, but unlike a lot of shifts in the past, I feel like this is going to bring a renaissance that people don't realize. Not only are we going to be excited to get out after COVID and go everywhere, but we're going to be actually able to, and not on a, you know, three week, a three day vacation type of of a go everywhere. Like you can pack your suitcase and move, go anywhere.
1: But you need to be prepared somehow, you know, to avoid mistakes and know in advance depending on country uh, time and many different factors you know you need to be informed and maybe to make some steps in advance not to be disappointed or you know not to make mistakes it's what i'm preaching we all yeah. can, can buy tickets or people say to me okay we can have uh, we can find information in in internet okay, go to the internet but how to find what you need and how to know that a trusted source I'm going through you yeah. know thousand sources and I'm subscribed to uh, to some publishing that for years and I'm following or changing them based on circumstances or interest I have
0: Yeah my wife and I did a digital nomad version of this and what you're doing isn't really digital nomad this is more uh, freedom of relocation type of type of a uh, thing where you really need, to know more about the area because you're not just gonna leave it the next day. But we did a six month trip after we got married around Europe. I was working remotely and even being able to move from one day to the next when we made a terrible hotel choice and ended up in Slough outside of London because it was called the airport hotel but it was really this tiny little place way far away that the taxis wouldn't even drive us at that time of night. Like We didn't know that because we were just going off the cuff from day to day and maybe staying somewhere a week and stuff. But there, was, there, w- there wasn't there was much planning you could do for that length of a trip and that style of a trip. But if you're looking at picking up your family or picking up everything and setting down somewhere, you have the ability to now. The problem is, I guess, the information. You don't Sometimes know everywhere. Too much information. Does. Too yes.
1: much information and forums. And how did I find who I can? I think, again, going back to questionary, and what I, by the way, advise my clients as well, after maybe a couple of months to look again in your questionnaire, how might some uh, uh, answers change? Uh, or, because uh, all is changing very quickly now. And we need to be aware of economical changes in different countries or countries where we live, countries we are we planning to go. Political changes, immigration changes, laws, You know, Schengen zone might change, already changing uh, some of the rules. Uh, Each country, as we saw last year until now, you know, changing a lot in regards to, you know, taxation, uh, immigration, and so on. Obviously, it's hard to take uh, and to know all this uh, in advance. And I'm not Oracle, but by the way, I'm following... um, Uh, trends over the last year, uh, looking on reports, where from investment migration is going on and to what countries, like investment mostly going from China to Europe and North America. So you understand after investment, probably people will come as well. And where people are going from these places, and it's different people. And again, today, a lot of information sometimes Uh, bring us to confusion. I'm trying to help
0: people. And on the internet, there's so much misinformation. So, and if you're looking to make a big move, like you, one of the things that keeps people in place. So we have a handful of things in the past, your job, you can't move. Politics. You live in a country like Soviet Russia, that does not allow you to move. Um, You know, economics, you can't afford to move, but also just fear of, What's out there? Where am I going to go? Like, I'm going to pick up everything and go somewhere and lose everything. I don't know where I'm going. And that's, again, not to make this a a pitch. We'll pitch you later in the show. But that's where Emily comes in and knows these places. And basically, it's a Sherpa. Like, you're going to climb Mount Everest. You need to have your guide and your Sherpa to help you climb out. This is Mount Everest of the world. Like, where am I going to go? I have all these options, but there's too many options. I need a trail guide to help point me in the right direction so I don't just... You know Lewis and Clark without um, Sacagawea is in really big trouble out there. Uh, okay, so I want to take a quick break here. We're talking with Emily Baliev braun or Emily Braun. You can see her at emilybraun.com and we're talking about the freedom of movement and international lifestyle consulting and I don't even know what kind of stamp to put on the, the name of this but we'll be back in just a minute and we'll talk about the politics of it Um, how this affects companies and hiring. And I have a whole lot of philosophies on this. So I'll I'll try to let you speak as much as I can, Emily. But uh, we will be right back. Hi, I'm Yoram Solomon, the author of The Book of Trust. The answer to these two questions will have the biggest impact on your personal and professional success or failure. Can I trust you? And can you trust me? Visit my website at yoramsolomon.com. Welcome back to the If You Market Podcast. We've got Emily Baliev braun or Emily Braun, as you'll see here on social media. And uh, we're talking about international lifestyle consulting. More importantly for everyone here, we're talking about freedom of moving and living where you want in a post-COVID world with all the remote work options. And um, Emily, I promised you that after the break, we would get into politics and the business side of this stuff. There's just way too much to cover here, which is why I'm going to keep referring people to your website for this stuff. I look at your website and I can't look away. The images are beautiful and just seeing the different areas and thinking, oh yeah, I could be living there. Oh yeah, I could be living there. It's awesome. It's awesome. But where do you want to start here? You want to start with the business or the politics? Up to you. Okay. Let's start with the politics so we can get that out of the way. Um, I'll give you my philosophy and then you, you fill in any thoughts you have on it. I think the ability for people to move their jobs anywhere they want now, the vast majority, way more people to move their jobs, is suddenly going to really help politically. It's going to force politicians to provide services, provide in- infrastructure, and actually do the job because – so many of their constituents can suddenly just move. We're already seeing it in some areas where people are moving because the taxes are getting too high, the services, there's too much fecal matter on the streets and, and you know, homeless people and syringes everywhere. And people just say, that's it, I'm moving somewhere else. That's kind of the old style of moving. After COVID, with this, this ability to move your job anywhere, um, I think we're going to see a lot more people Saying, you know, I don't like this area. It's not just the weather. I just don't like this city. I'm moving to another city that's run better. And I feel like people are just going to have, suddenly there's accountability in politics. Politicians are going to have to actually run their cities well, not just worry about their next election cycle and whatnot, but I need to provide infrastructure. I need to provide a tax system that makes sense. I need to provide safety. I need to provide, you know, what what you're supposed to be providing other than uh, election slogans. So that's my kind of, I I don't know if it's uh, political in a bad way, but how I think this is going to affect politics. And, you know, people suddenly have this vote with their feet of just being able to leave, where before we were all, You know, we were all abused spouses that couldn't leave before and now we can leave and suddenly these abusers are really going to have to get their stuff together. You know, you knocked it down on many
1: different angles. And I can tell you this movement for freedom, for democracy, how they name it, already started in Europe.
0: What would you know what would you know about movement for freedom Emily come on <laughs>
1: I'm speaking now about organization like last week I was part of international conferences online it's what I do if somebody will ask me what is your day about I'm participating in international conferences and meetings and what was interesting about this one it was about for about remote workers and work future And mostly, like it was provided by British, French, like European platform. Uh, Democracy Now, it's what they say, speaking about. And, you know, I've heard uh, kind of with uh, astonishment from the beginning many uh, views of uh, professionals uh, from European different countries. And what was uh, already Strike me, striking me that for example, France and uh, Great Britain already came with some grants to keep their professionals, workers in country or working for uh, companies in a country because people started to move.
0: Yeah, I think in the past politicians had to play to the companies; they had to keep the company in their city, in their country. And now suddenly there's going to be way more. Certain industries, again, people will keep saying, yeah, but certain industries won't be affected nearly as much, but you still have all the um, management jobs and stuff like that. Even in a manufacturing plant, you have a marketing department, you have all these things that can be remote. But um, before, politicians were busy trying to coax companies to their city or to their country. And now all of a sudden, it's this great democratization of it where it's no longer I need to get the one dictator to say yes and I need to bribe them to come here. Now you have to appeal to all the workers because the company may be, you may coax the company to move to your city with great tax breaks and you'll make them a building. And then you realize none of their workers are moving there. They're just putting their headquarters location there and all their workers are living in other cities that they prefer much more than, than, than yours. And they're spread all over the place. And we saw some of this in the last four years here in the U S where some businesses were coaxed to move their headquarters or keep their businesses in the U S. And then you find out, Oh, a lot of the tax breaks they were given to do that. There was no guarantees on the job staying here. They just kept, the company quote unquote here. And then they use the money to do more automation instead of hire people. And you're like, oh, oops, we actually lost jobs and we paid these people to do it. Um, it, When the individual people get to vote on everything suddenly, including where you're going to live and where you're going to take your salary. So now you can say San Francisco is a shithole. I'm going to take my 200 K salary and I'm taking it to another city And that city is going to be a hell of a lot more appreciative, all this money flowing in now that wasn't there before. I think some of these small towns are probably the people there won't like it so much. People are going to say, wow, this is a really nice little town here. They're going to start having tourism boards to tell people their town's a shithole or intentionally sabotaging their internet because they don't want a bunch of digital nomads living there. But um, this democratization of where you're taking your work money and where you're going to move your economics and, and your tax base to anywhere you want, I, I just think it's going to have an awesome effect. It's power to the people when it comes to their work.
1: It's already happened, by the way, one of my latest blogs, it's freedom to live everywhere. In this article, I'm speaking just briefly about uh, that remote work actually has changed our values, our values as employee, as and as a companies. that remote work increased productivity based on some statistics Uh, and freedom to leave everywhere open kind of a lot of more opportunities. And I can tell you that some companies already even design new perks or benefits, you know, allowing the employees uh, to work, say, be with us but to work two months uh, a year abroad where you want like uh-huh. it all shift on many different aspects of uh, company structure and let's um i would like to point attention that generation x and z they have different mentality different life balance uh, approach uh versus you know old fashioned i would say corporation uh mindset right. they even agree to get less salary but to live their life how they wish.
0: (laughs) And in many cases, less salary. Again, if you're moving from San San Francisco to Nebraska, you're going to find that less salary. You have a much higher quality of life. Exactly. Money, you know, you, you no longer are paying $5,000 a month in rent or whatever it is. Suddenly you're like 500 and that's twice the size. And it's, I'm left next to a forest where I can go hiking. And this is freaking awesome. Pay cut. Are you kidding me? Like the conversion rate's insane. So we're, We're transitioning. I want to make one last comment on the politics side, which people thought it was going to be something like, ooh, political controversy. I don't think it's that at all. My last point would be to say mayors and governors, this is a warning call to them to get their shit together because their people can just go anywhere now and they can bring their dollars with them. So you are going to be left with no budget holding the bag because so many of your high-paid people can now just move to wherever the heck they want. And I would say, instead of trying to entice the, uh, the company leaders to move their company to your area and offering to build factories or build give them tax breaks or whatever it is, what you need to be doing is building co-working spaces and letting them be open to anybody to come on in and enticing the individual workers there. Because if you you know take your small town and you put a nice co-working space in there, it's a public space, and it has great high-speed internet, and you advertise that out, suddenly you're going to see your town that had almost no tax base before have tons of people with 100K plus salaries coming in and spending all their money in your town and living there and uh, you know, making the right moves as a mayor, as a governor, to facilitate the people now instead of the companies. Is uh, I see that's just going to be a huge shift. But that's my last say on that, the hiring companies part. Um, we were starting to get into?
1: Let's face uh, the fact that people already moving from California, New York state, uh, and actually some of them moving to Texas and Florida, but many of them uh, I already found living in Mexico. And some of them, I was speaking with my partner, like a relocation specialist in Berlin, in Germany, asking her, who is the most, uh, who are your clients? It was uh, around new year she told me americans americans moving to germany i was even kind of surprised <laughs> but you know people are moving professionals yeah. and she's well, working only with professionals
0: i'm in california and i have to say some people may be moving out but we have a lot of people moving in as well the problem is they tend to all be homeless so you know yeah. there's a balance <laughs> we have a lot of homeless people moving in and a lot of high earners moving out possibly it's um, not
1: economy and let's face it nope. infrastructure in the united states and in canada in some places really sh- should be upgraded you know to offer yep. this uh, new new technology and people live in these uh, places because i can tell you in some uh, in uh, island in costa rica you can get better internet than uh, in uh, big cities of uh, north america
0: all right, let's move on to the, the hiring and the companies and how this impacts companies. Uh, I see a lot of things this is going to do. As a small business owner myself, we realized that in the past when we were looking to hire talent, we had a limited area around us. We're in LA and it seems like, oh, it's a major city, but we're in the San Fernando Valley just outside of LA. If somebody actually lives in LA, there's no way they're commuting to our office. It's way too far and we realized there's a radius and if we hire outside that radius people don't last more than a week after the commute. Now, with you only have to commute to your couch to get to your laptop, suddenly our scope of where we can hire people has expanded to just about anywhere. Like we we looking for talent now, we don't have to only look for talent in our backyard. We can look for talent anywhere in the world for the vast majority of our jobs. In fact, our whole office is remote right now. And this burning office behind us is the closest thing we have to an office. We closed down our office at the end of the year. Everybody's been remote. And we just said, well, there's no reason to have a physical presence for us. I liked it. I like going to the office and seeing people. I don't think anybody else did. Um, Maybe that says something about me and whether people like being around me, but um, I think for companies, the ability to hire is going to be massively changed. So, People have the freedom now to work for a lot of companies they that weren't available to them before. So they think like, "Yeah, but my job isn't." You can now get a job anywhere else and live anywhere else in so many industries. So that's opened wide as well.
1: It's what they say: uh, the global uh, workforce revolution. And when, like, you think about it, how many changes companies should grow? Uh, go through, you know, and change uh, maybe in the human resources uh, structure and how they work with people. Uh, Maybe not every company would accommodate these uh, changes, but uh, what's happening now, and I've heard from this young uh, remote worker, digital nomad slash professionals, they're saying, okay, if companies, uh, we will Keep them accountable. If, yeah. it, if we don't like it, so we will. I will work as freelancer. I will go to other companies. So really, uh, it shift to the um, employees more to you know uh, personal professional achievement. I would say you know it's new world of probably new rules that should be accommodated because there are other questions with people moving from different countries, the residency status, the tax status. I will not go to this one, but I can tell you that there are several companies uh, who are working online offering uh, relocation services for companies with local professionals who would accommodate these changes.
0: I'm looking, hey, I may work in LA, but I no longer have a physical office here. Why am I paying LA city taxes? Why am I like I can now, I mean, a lot of companies did this before, but even for small companies now it's, oh, where do I want my company to be headquartered? Now companies can consider all these things because companies are super mobile when you're no longer, I mean, before you saw all the companies and they would center around, either a long time ago was a port. If your city has a port, then you're a rich city because that's where you have to be because ships have to come in and out to trade. Um, And and that's just everything went through ports. And then um, suddenly you're saying, okay, now the big companies are, the ports are still important, but you're really seeing them around universities and military bases because that's where the talent is. Where are the people? Universities and all the high-tech came up for there's a reason around these areas well you know why didn't they just go off somewhere else and start high tech and hire these people and relocate them you, you know back then that, that that just wasn't so much an option if you want to be successful you had to be where the talent was and now you're saying that companies don't have to offer offer remote work i don't know if you want the talent you might have to offer it because if i'm talented now i get to choose where i want to go and i'm going to say look if if you want me to come work for you or stay with you, if you're not going to let me work remotely and everybody else is, we just had a massive power shift and companies that let people work remotely will have a open talent pool and companies that don't won't, you'll be restricted. So feel free to say, no, sorry, you have to come into the office, but now you just cut out the vast majority of the talent pool that you can access. And uh, that's, that's going to hurt companies if they, if they do that. So, I would say democratizes in so many different directions um, with just this sudden ability to remote work. I've got a lot of ideas around it, but I don't think we quite know how much of an impact it's going to have. And I've heard people say, oh, what you're saying is kind of like, you're getting up there crazy. It's not going to really change anything. I don't know. I think we're coming up on a renaissance thanks to this. The, the, The power handed to employees over where they work, who they work for. Before you were like, I live here. Here's the companies I can work for. Now you can say, I can live anywhere and I can work for companies that are anywhere. That just blows everything wide open.
1: I can tell you that some companies already are on this direction. I have just some statistics. Uh, uh, I prepared in, in this case. Gartner, a research and advisory company for businesses, released survey that showed that 82% of company leaders plan to allow employees to work remotely at least part of the time after pandemic almost 50% plan to allow employees to work remotely full time pwc surveys uh, of 669 ceos saying that more than 78% believe uh, remote work is here to stay and some yeah. companies consider you know hybrid option like part time office and a remote work options for some employees. Because, again, some people, you know, prefer to go to office. Everyone's condition is different, maybe for for time being, or maybe their job required, you know, hands-on uh, server work or whatever. And uh, some mothers uh, and, and company can benefit of, of them being uh, on, on distance. What yeah. is important now when you mentioned port, I was thinking, you know, reliable internet.
0: <laughs> internet ports yeah we used to have ship ports now we have internet ports <laughs>
1: exactly there is now defining where we can go
0: yeah that's a great uh, um that's, that's like we used to have tablets and now we have tablets again we used to have ports and now we have ports again it's just we're using the same words over again son of a gun um yeah, I, I think I don't know who those twenty-something percent are. People that think remote work isn't here to stay because it was here to stay before COVID, and uh, you know we had this massive jump forward in remote work and the trust of oh wow when I have people work remotely, you not know, the vast majority of them are more productive, and then I get to find out the ones that aren't, and you know now I know. But I would say some of the responsibility suddenly comes down to the employees now. Where sure, we have this great open thing, but guess what? Now you're not only competing with people locally, now you're competing with talent everywhere. Because if you work remote and you suck at it, it's a lot easier to replace you. So if you want to have the power, and again, democratizing the open marketplace means you have to compete now. So it's great, but you have to compete. (laughs) So you have to do a good job or you're going to find yourself, you know, living in Bora Bora with no job and you have to do a good job in order to have the options. Um, You know, you have to have skills in order to have the options. So I think this may separate the skilled and unskilled workers way more also. Uh, Like, unfortunately, the middle class workers are going to be brought up, but the, the lower class work may get the situation might get worse. Them, especially in contrast to you know, now the guy doing it support is uh, you know, living the life somewhere, and and you're stuck there locally because you know, maybe you just don't work that hard and never got yourself together. So, workers, companies get yourself together, mayors and governors get yourself together, workers also. What happens when you get an open marketplace and competition is it doesn't mean you suddenly have some sort of socialism, communism system where you don't need to work because everything's taken care of, it is exactly the opposite. Opportunity is there, but everybody's fighting and competing for the same opportunity. So if you sit back on your ass and think, oh, this is all just a party now, you're going to be left in the dust. You're going to be left the one who's not working remotely. You're somewhere stamping something out in a factory, still miserable. So continue to bust your ass and be awesome at what you do if you want to take advantage of this new situation.
1: And you know, for younger generation, I think there's still time uh, if they're ready and advent, you know, uh, adventurous enough to reconsider and maybe to, to create some new company, what they're going to do if they really want to, to live a different lifestyle. You have time, you have option, do something, create your company, even with your skills. By the way, plumbers you mentioned before, you can work in every place uh why not to be here like you can work in other countries you need to learn language maybe or you need to do something else but again it's coming to self-development as well
0: yeah they have pipes and toilets almost everywhere so you you can plumb just about anywhere
1: (laughs) i mean even mentally to prepare to live in different culture in different society it might be boost for one person but uh, as you see if frighten it for condition for others. But I'm speaking about this as well. And I can can say, you know, I, I would say that, you know, the remote work, it's not for everyone. It's with people with certain mindset skills and uh, people who are ready to work on themselves, you know, in order to get to, to other place professionally or geographically.
0: Right. So the good thing is, Don't worry if you're listening thinking, how am I going to handle this? You don't have to work remotely. In In fact, you can choose a company specifically that has you come into the office all the time now. It's just now there's the option and it's about to get even bigger.
1: Maybe if you come to the office now, they would more appreciate you and give you a raise for you staying with the company, you know?
0: Yeah. If you love the office, find somewhere that values people who love the office and yeah. being in the office, and then you can thrive in that environment. Exactly. Um, it's just the options are there. The opportunity is there. Now I want to take this opportunity to uh, direct people to your website. Again, uh, EmilyBrown.com. Go there. Um, you have a, what we would call it, a survey that people can take. Uh, on the consultation page, uh, there
1: is a no know, know yourself uh, questionnaire, which can be uh, you know filled in, but I recommend to do it when we complete it and sent to me when person is ready for consultation. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the first consultation uh, I offer now by free. Just, you know, to knock down what is important for you and to start our kind of journey. And I understand to work on a plan might take time, especially in our, you know, COVID era. But it's better to start and be kind of in the direction, consider your option and work towards your goal.
0: Yeah. And that's where I'd say, check out the website. I scroll down and I see Mexico, Belize, Panama, Portugal, And I just start salivating over these different locations and thinking, oh, my God, yes, I could be living there. That looks awesome. Oh, wow, this looks amazing. Um, This is still a big decision and not something to be done. You know, digital nomad, you're trying to decide what hostel to stay in the next night. No problem. This is more of a, you know, you're making a a, a big move here type thing. It's why Emily exists. And uh, I would encourage people to follow Emily. So you can see what's going on. She's on top of this stuff all the time. What's going on in these different areas? What the, you know, always she's she's writing, she's on social media. So follow her on LinkedIn. Um, What's the best place for people to follow you, Emily?
1: You know, for companies, professionals, uh, LinkedIn, it's where I'm moved now personally, kind of working on LinkedIn networking a lot. Uh, I have uh, my Facebook presence, uh, which I was working for some time. And I have, by the way, marketing company in Mexico who's supporting me now. And they, they hopefully will take uh, social media. Mm, so I'm working in several directions. Uh, I have now my YouTube channel. I'm with you on podcasting. And personally, I'm planning to uh, travel um, when the situation will be better in Canada to fly out uh, to be this summer in uh, Nicaragua, Mexico, Belize, actually to visit the places to speak with people who already made, you know, the change early in their life, or maybe now considering, just, you know, follow me, I will provide a lot of information, interviewing people, uh, blogging, uh, just to keep you informed. And actually, for me, just to see what kind of lifestyle different countries can Offer. Because yeah. there are a lot of interesting projects happening now, development in Central America. I mean, my partners' companies who working and special project actually for digital nomad and remote workers, tiny homes, eco housing, eco communities, wellness communities. It's actually part of my personal interest as well. And how these um, companies now communities are created specifically, I would say for. Uh, North Americans and European professional remote workers with all facilities and at the same time community living and uh, cost of living and you know, tropical climate. So a lot of interesting things happening, which I'm trying to be aware of uh, to, for, for you guys.
0: <laughs> so one more question. What about businesses? Do you work with businesses directly that maybe have a lot of employees that might want to work remotely um, as a, like, do businesses refer their employees to you, I guess I would say, and say, hey, you know, we're, we're, we have people who want to work remotely and we want them to be able to come to you so that if they're going to move somewhere, they move somewhere safe that has the infrastructure that has, you know, it's almost like um, having a, a gym at your, at your office or something like that, but now for remote work. Uh, and if you don't do this, then I want a cut of it. Uh, Because it seems like many businesses may want to facilitate the remote work to make sure their people, one, they have a hand and get some credit in it, and also make sure their people go somewhere that's going to work out for them.
1: You know what, like my example, speaking about location, in July, I'm planning to go to uh, Nicaragua. It's a co-working, co-living facility for retreats. Uh, For professionals, it's one of the models that I'm interested uh, as well, because people have like all uh, conditions already in place, even it's Nicaragua. But it can be time, you know, uh, to spend some time with company for team building, you know, Mm -hmm. to have some workshops, to have workshops slash vacation slash training. You know, there's a lot of option might come from, uh, actually this example. Speaking about companies, um, I I hope uh, that big companies. I'm not sure if it's my market. I think middle-sized, small companies would be more flexible to do this rather than big one. Uh, but that's why I'm on LinkedIn just to let people and companies know about these new opportunities about the remote work options because some companies might uh, uh, consider it, but you know they would not know where to start from. So I, my ideal clients are people, as well as uh, uh, employers who might entertain these ideas, uh, how to spend time uh, maybe for retreat in mm-hmm. uh, say, Belize or, or Mexico, or how to relocate. So yeah, there is a lot Maybe, of- I mean,
0: they might have talent that they want to make sure they keep in their company, but that talent wants to move. once they're now that they're now that they're remote and uh could be a good way to um to make sure you keep them in your company if you kind of help assist in that relocation uh so in the past you were paying to relocate people to where you are now you can assist in relocating them to wherever they want to be and in that way still keep them as your um you know your talent working within your family within your company
1: yeah, you can have a branch. I mean, some uh, uh, part of your company living in Belize for, for, for three months, and maybe per, uh, performance will be out of sky, you know? <laughs> and yeah. uh, Or different places. Uh, you might not need your big facility in downtown Toronto or San Francisco to pay so much. You can work from home, I mean, as a manager even. Mm -hmm. And what we do in the human resources and navigate the and What companies do now, they even implement this, as I mentioned, in their benefit package. Yeah,
0: this is a whole nother, you're opening up a whole nother episode, I feel like, when I realize, oh, wait, yeah, companies, hey, management, uh, why don't you uh, invest in a couple places down in Belize, and then, you know, you can send your employees there. Of course, you're also an employee, so you could go there uh, and, and get away. But now your company has this remote space um and uh, maybe you need to go visit those workers every once in a while to check on them um you know and while you're maybe, there catch some vac- sun and uh, yeah. vacation
1: <laughs> maybe to relocate uh, even i don't know invest who knows how it's gonna be like it might be more mm. productive to be if uh, uh you know manager uh, owner of the company entertain maybe ideas uh, to relocate himself Okay, it might yeah. be one of the options. To uh, to that's why I think for smaller company or middle size, uh, to have you know this uh, global exposure uh, might have uh, some sense. But okay, we-
0: I, I want to direct people to where they can find you on LinkedIn. Of course, it's Emily Balayev Braun. We'll have it in the show notes. We'll have a link there. Uh, trust me, it took me quite a while trying to pronounce your your name. I apologize for. Um, airing out your dirty laundry on my inability to pronounce your name, but also emilybraun.com again on the show notes at if you market.com, go check that out to find out more about her, to follow her on social media, keep on top of what's going on with these things. If you're really ready to start talking about this stuff, then, uh, you know, do the book of consultation thing and you'll, you'll take the, the quiz to find out, you know, where might be a good fit for you with your specific needs and likes and wants and all that kind of stuff. And uh, on behalf of the If You Market team and international lifestyle consultant, Emily balia Braun, thank you for listening to the If You Market podcast, where we believe if you market the shit out of it, from wherever you want to be, they will come. Should you find yourself in need of targeted lists for your sales and marketing campaigns, have a look at topdatasearch.com. Our platform lets you quickly and easily search and download lists with email, phone, mailing address, everything you need for your sales and marketing campaigns. So if like many of our clients, you're sick of the high cost, poor data quality, and poor service of your current list provider, go to topdatasearch.com and get a free account, no seat fees, no subscription necessary. You only pay for data when you need it. Use the promo code ifyoumarket 1000 and get an extra thousand free download credits. That's topdatasearch.com.